Welcome to the KickPod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Before we get into today's podcast, when we recorded this podcast, it was before a lot of what's happening in the world began. Our thoughts are with everyone and anyone listening from the other side of the world or with loved ones in Russia or Ukraine. It's absolutely heartbreaking what's going on over there at the moment. And we're also thinking of everyone up north. The floods are devastating and we hope you and your families are all okay. Hello, Lawsy. Hello there. How are you? I'm good, except we have broken our own rule. Of not recording late in the afternoon. Yes. Yeah. But it's all right. But I have to say, we both, as we walked into the room... We've had we cupcakes. Said, <laughs> we just ate a lot of cupcakes, so we've had some kick birthdays <laughs> this week. So shout out to Sam and Cam, who both had their birthday this week in the kick team. Mm. So we've had cupcakes in the office, and we just really enjoyed them <laughs> right before this because we needed some sugar yes which obviously there are other ways to get energy that's probably healthier but Absolutely. it's all about balance and <laughs> cupcakes were needed before this recording not that we not that we need oh my gosh we're excited to do it but sugar was great it was great very much enjoyed it um how are you in general in general yeah oh well actually i got to play tennis with ash Barty you did this week uh, so very cool that was cool yeah so yeah i'm pretty good i felt like like it was kind of surreal that I, when I was hitting back, I got really nervous. Yeah. And then, like, I thought to myself, as if Ash Barty's going to, like, even care. remember me. Not that no, she wouldn't because she, she's lovely. But as in, like, I don't think she's going to care if I'm good at tennis or no, not. No, and she wouldn't have been expecting you no. to be great at tennis. Yeah, no, not really. But anyway, I I put her on. I was really nervous. <laughs> I got a bit awkward. But I loved it. It was so cool. Well, that is cool. It's such a cool experience. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm good. I am I don't really know what else to say, but I'm good. I'm feeling really good at the moment about work and life in general. Harvey is at a really fun age. He's well, he's at a fun age, but he's also going through this time at the moment where he's been super fussy around his food and he's not really eating, he's just playing with it. But apparently it's a phase. Trying to be patient with it. Maybe um, because you literally fed him liver cooked no. without seasoning i said <laughs> steph said is that what it was liver yeah, chicken liver the chicken liver and i said to steph i texted her because i've been really admiring these um plates you've been making for Thanks. him and i kind of like oh i want some and then and then i was like actually steph if you ever serve me mm. cooked liver with no season actually yeah. full stop but obviously for a baby, they yeah. don't know anything better. But I was I, – yeah. I'm not surprised he didn't eat it. <laughs> it's not because of what it is. It's not because of what it I'm is. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. But I think just in general, parenting is teaching us a lot of patience. So we're in that mode at the moment. But, yeah, at the moment, really loving and the everything. Hose. I love that you just spray the hose. Oh, <laughs> I've got to stop doing it, though. Josh Why? made a good point. He was like, our backyard is going to start um, smelling like compost. <laughs> If you don't actually discard of the rubbish better. As in rubbish, when uh, I'm talking about rubbish, I'm meaning how like much leftover food are you washing stuff. into the Not garden. much. It should be fine. But if I kept doing it every day, obviously that would add Isn't up. Isn't that good? We've got composting at home now. Yeah, but on our decking where our couches are, I don't think we really want like <laughs> salmon and chicken liver <laughs> rotting underneath the deck. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Natural house. Anyway, so I'm trying to clean most of it and then hose then the last hose bit. Down, okay. Anyway. To your question, Do you hose him down with the hose too? No, <laughs> no. Actually, I just kind of lift him up because it's usually when he's an absolute mess and take him to the laundry sink. Oh, and it reminds okay. me of like, I feel like there's so many photos of me when I was a baby in like a big sink, yes. in a kitchen sink or something. And it's but Harvey has the dream life and he has got a luxurious bath. But you The know. worst part about the kitchen sink, I will say, or actually the laundry sink, he knows how to turn the tap on. It's it's so annoying. Oh, uh, yes. Because I'll be trying to wash him and he'll just turn around and keep turning the tap on and looks at me and smiles. And then I turn it off and I'm like, no. And then he just turns it back <gasps> but on again. he knows again. he does something yeah. and something happens. Yeah. yeah. Smart little things. He's, yep, yeah, he's very smart little <laughs> man. So do you have a... Special share? Yeah, a special share for us. I do. Today. Josh and I um, watched a documentary the other day, which we both really enjoyed. At first when he brought it up, because a friend had said, oh, you need to watch it. I was like, mm, you know, I think it was a Saturday night, and I was like, I really don't feel like doing that on, Saturday, on a Saturday night. Yeah, it's not usually because yeah. you want to watch a movie or something, a movie yeah. or at yeah. least something lighthearted. So this documentary was about the um, 
well, there was actually 13 of them, but the 12, the soccer kids in Thailand who got stuck in the cave during like monsoon season. Yes. So I remembered it from the news because it was back in 2018, but I didn't know much detail. All I remembered was that the kids survived. And that is the only reason I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's watch it. I'm actually intrigued. Um, So that's not to say everyone survived, unfortunately, but it was a very, very interesting documentary to see how pretty much the world, but really the community came together and yeah, rescued these boys because it was like highly unlikely that they were going to survive when you watch it. I remember and actually I don't want to give it, well, I know it's on the news. I won't ask now. I'm going to watch it myself instead of giving, okay. Not that it's giving away because it's a documentary, but I don't want to spoil it. No, but I, or I will say most of them were in there for over two weeks. Crazy. Yeah. So you see from day one, like they do a bit of a reenactment and then there's um, from there it's all real footage after that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Good recommendations. Oh, wait, where do we watch it? Actually, that was oh, Netflix. not a good And it's called The Rescue. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Lol. We need a name. We need a location for watching. <laughs> so we'll pop it in our show notes as always, but it's called The Rescue and it's on Netflix. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> what about you? Well, this is a very Netflix – I mean, it's not a Netflix-sponsored episode, but it's a very Netflix-y episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. Episode, yeah, episode. Mine is – have you watched Inventing Anna? We no, I saw you about talking it. about it the other day. You haven't – do you know what it is? Um, no, yes and no. Okay, so it's about the life of a woman, or life, a few years of her life, of a woman called Anna Dalvey who pretends to be a, I think, G- Russian or German hero. Is, is this a true story? It's true. Oh, okay. It's true. Right, it's actually right, right. true. So. Yeah, it's so. true. She got paid a lot of money. She's not acting in it, but I assume she sold her story to, okay. for it to happen. Yeah. Um, but it is – I don't want to give it away for people that haven't watched it or know of the story because I recommend – really recommend watching mm-hmm. it. It just – it's a showcase of how you – she basically makes a lot of things up and becomes – like ends up living this super affluent life and just takes advantage of I – would, I would say takes advantage but of people in, in the space and mm-hmm. then moves to the next and the next. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is very – interesting it, there's 10 episodes and they're an hour so I'm not finished yet it's mm. quite a long mm. I don't know I thought it would be like a three-part one it's quite a long it's a big investment of time but it's super interesting it's not scary but it's just a bit on like oh, I don't know how to explain it because we watched it for two nights before bed and yeah. I had the worst sleeps ever and I was so tired the next day and I was like and it also because it's really good you want to keep watching it and yeah. we haven't had a show like that for ages yeah. ruined your bedtime and to me no matter what the show is, it's more important that I have a good sleep. So yeah. I don't like to have good shows yeah. until like the weekend. Um, but I think it's just – it's very – I don't know if messed up is the way to talk about it, but just it's just like the, the way that – It makes the you manipu- think, yes, the manipulation. Manipulation, manipulation yeah. is very confronting. And yeah. I think while it's, it's so not real. actually scary, it's just it's scary as in like, oh, I'm scared of this ghost. It's very confronting. I don't know if that's kind of how I would explain it and why I think it was keeping me up. So I have stopped watching it. We've, we've stopped watching it um, during weeknights and yeah. we'll just watch it maybe on the weekend. A little treat. A treat on the weekend to yeah. look forward to. But, yeah, it's really interesting and look mm. forward to it. There's um, the main actress who's a journalist. She is the woman from was, My oh. Girl. Oh, I was going to say the person on the thing um, is in the one that's like on the photos and everything. Anna Delvey, that's yeah, that She's actress. from Ozark. Oh, I haven't watched that. Oh, you wouldn't no. like Ozark. Is oh, it no, too, too much for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes. she's a great actress. She has a her accent is very interesting. Okay. Uh, and uh, what was I going to say her? Yeah. So the the journalist I was from my girl. Yeah, and I haven't seen her this? on the screen since since my girl. Yeah, yeah. and it's just, she looks oh, it's so nice. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yes, I I recommend it. But if you're an anxious maybe person, sometimes maybe not before bed. Depending on how TV – it depends what your TV – it's funny because some people – I put it on my Instagram story and some people wrote back to me and they were like, Laura, what is wrong with you? I, this I've, this has either put me to sleep or like I don't know how you could find this yeah. scary or whatever. But then other people said, no, I feel you and like I can't watch a show like this before bed. Mm-hmm. I just need to watch like a rom-com or something. I'm like, I have my people out there. <laughs> anyway, 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 moving on. So, so, so. And you can watch that on Netflix. I think where I said that. Yeah. Okay. Kick mentions for the week, yep. what we've got. Yeah. Refer a friend. 
So that actually ends tonight. Mm-hmm. So that is to win a trip to Byron Bay to go on the kick retreat mm-hmm. for you and your bestie. There's mm-hmm. spending money included. It's amazing, an amazing prize. You can enter that competition by going onto our website, www.keepitcleaner.com. If you go on the what's on section, you can find refer a friend in there. We'll also put the link in the show notes. You need to refer your friend through the link and then they need to sign up through that link by tonight yeah, to by be a tonight. valid entry. Yeah. That's very important. And we're just so excited. I just can't even stop. I can't stop thinking about it. It's going to be the best. It's going to be such an intimate, awesome experience. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. For today's episode, we are talking all about friendships and navigating different stages of friendships, which Mm. is a big one. And to start off the episode, which we haven't done for a while and we want to bring it back, is our DM segment. Yeah. Sorry to all of you who might have been missing missing our DMs. We've missed it too. And to be honest, I don't know where it went. But we had some really great ones. So we we are back on and and speaking of, if you guys, because we are going to start doing them again, if you guys have any DM questions or stories or anything you want us to talk through, um, we are going to be bringing that back to the podcast. So you can email us at podcast at keepitcleanout.com.au. Yes, fantastic. And you can ask us anything. Mm. Relationships. What else? Why is it the only thing? I don't know. Because we're talking about friendships. That's why it's the only thing in your head. Anything we are able to – disclaimer, we only give advice when it is – Like sisterly advice. It's not – you know, we're not going to give you giving medical advice. We're no. not into that no. type of thing. No. So, <laughs> unqualified advice. You're only that qualified. But we advice, have one so. today, and it was yes. very, very. Is that because you didn't know where it was going with that? You were like, "Okay, I need to end this no. random <laughs> spiral of Laura." <laughs> but so, thank you for this person for sending it in because it just it just so happens that it worked in really well with our podcast yeah. today. Did you say the email to email to? Yeah, podcast oh, at Okay, perfect. Please eat them, email them. We love them. Yes, we do. Okay, shall I read it out? Yes, official day okay. read up. Let's go. <laughs> I'm 21 and I'm struggling a lot with changes in friendships at the moment. For the last three years, I lived on campus at uni with friends and I was constantly surrounded by the very social environment of living at a college. However, I have recently graduated uni and I've also moved into an apartment with my boyfriend and I have noticed a huge change in my friendships. I have noticed I am maturing a lot faster than my uni friends and it is hard to connect with them now that we are at different stages in life and aren't in the super social uni environment anymore. Most of my friends are also single and they are still in the partying slash drinking stage, which I feel like I'm definitely past. I know that my values and goals in life aren't really aligned with theirs anymore, but I'm also really scared to lose friends. What should I do and what are some ways I could potentially meet new friends with values more aligned to my own? What a good question. Mm. And I think this is something that so many people go through. Mm. What are your thoughts? So first of all, we are going to answer this and then there's actually probably so much in this podcast that this person will also get from the rest of what we have to say. If they want to continue. If, if they're even listening, they might they just be able to question like, in a while sweet, ago. <laughs> cool. Um, but first of all, I'm, I'm really stuck on the I'm also really scared to lose friends, you know, and, and then, but then she asks or they ask, you know, what do they do um, to meet new friends? So what I'm stuck on here is, is it the quality versus quantity issue that I think when we're younger, we think having a lot of friends is really important to us and like losing friends means losing that and that that's a terrible thing. Um, I think as we get older, we do definitely recognize that it is quality friendships that mean the most. So I think, you know, you might be at that point right now. You might be figuring that out. And I think that's great that you're recognising that you're not aligned with their values. That's completely healthy. I think it's um, worth noting it is so normal and natural to have fallouts with friends. And it doesn't mean that it's the last time you're ever going to see them or speak to them again. A lot of the time you can kind of cross paths again and something realigns. Um, but when it comes to making more friends that are aligned with your own values, I think being a part of communities that are aligned with your values, for example, keep a cleaner, like that community, there are so many friendships formed within that virtual community or even at our events and everything like that, because they meet other people who are like-minded. They might not necessarily have a lot of their friends from high school, if we're talking about that kind of age group, um, who are aligned on their health journey. And so going to some events, community events, or meeting people on Facebook and all that sort of stuff 
can, um, I suppose, open their eyes to other people who are interested in the same things um, or even being open to making friends through work, through uni, through like the local dog park. (laughs) Friends, you can make friends anywhere. There's actually this Elmo show that I keep watching with Harvey. He loves Elmo. And there was one on friendship. And it was lit- It was so adorable because it was just – it was so simple. You can literally make friends with anyone, like no matter what age, what walk of life or whatever. You can make friends with anyone. They don't have to look or, you know, fit into some mould that you think they need to. Um, and it is about, you know, how, how they make you feel and all that sort of stuff. And that's, that's how a good friendship should be valued. So I think um, it might mean that these people that – you know, you were on campus with, it it might mean that you do lose touch with them. And I think you just have to sit with whether or not that, is that okay with you or not? And if it's okay with you, then just forget about it, move on. Like, I love it. The simplest. I think that's such good advice. I think the Steph of 2022 is, we'll get to this in a minute of more how we're more similar now with our interests generally than before. Yeah. Because if I think back to – but we have stayed friends. So yeah. this is an example. And this is where also I think your friends can't expect you to go out every night or like no. be their festival partner if if that's not what you want to do. Mm. And if that's the only time they want to see you, then I think that's maybe more of a circumstantial – Friendship. Uh, yeah, so it's circumstantial yeah. or is it – Well, yeah. Coincidental, coincidental. friendship. Coincidental yeah. friendship where it's, it works. But if you don't have anything to catch up on when you're not drinking a lot and – you know, you can only go to things that suit them, then maybe it is okay to, you know, let go of that. But I think with us, like, I remember back maybe even three, two, two before Harvey mm. even, mm. you loved partying way more than, not pa- like, not yeah. like full hectic no, but like, partying, but like you I was happy liked, to go to Coachella and then I Vegas and then rather, Mexico and you were yeah, like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, the, you would go to festivals on New Year's yeah. and like, in the nicest way possible, I would rather – I know the whole time I'd be watching my watch and being like, I hate this so much. It's just like standing in a festival for yeah. me all day yeah. and then like with music where yeah. I can't choose when I go to bed and like with no like food available and just like a lot of like – I know you don't have to drink but like feeling like you have to drink to like be cool and like not knowing who the acts are, like that is my worst yeah. worst nightmare. And I feel like we still had – a good friendship. Yeah, well, we obviously, have a good friendship, even though we were quite different. I'm glad you felt that way. In that way. <laughs> because honestly, like, even though you like festivals and things, mm. I just, even though it was my worst, my worst situation, really. Yeah. yeah. We still, because we also, obviously, we worked together and we caught up other times, but yeah. that wasn't the only, I think where it becomes hard is when that's the only thing in your friendship that you yeah. do. And so I think what becomes really hard with that, and this might be something that people go through, is if you want to steer away, because obviously, partying often involves alcohol and maybe drugs and if you want to steal steer away from that kind of lifestyle you might want to I know a lot of people that are like I, I can't be around this anymore mm. I need to I, I don't want to take anything anymore I don't want to drink a lot I want to stop partying and I want to or not even stop slow down and you know focus on other things often those people will find that they don't keep those friendships because mm. the, really the only connection yeah. they had was like at 1am in the nightclub when you're super drunk and like that's probably not well that's nice like for people that enjoy that it's probably not a friendship that if you don't see that person also for a walk or for a lunch or for a dinner mm. they probably aren't going to be a friend that you're friends with for the rest of your life 100% because they're, they're just a convenient thing that you party together and you both like the party life but as soon as one of you doesn't yeah do you stay friends? No, exactly. Yeah. 100%. And I mean, me and Josh, you're even like that. Mm. Josh, your husband. Yes. Like, we're great friends. Mm. I, some of the things oh, he the, goes to, I, would, I yeah. could never. <laughs> so many of his interests <laughs> yeah. are absolutely even not Even Dalton and Josh. Like, yeah. Dalton's probably more of a, um, like me, like, not, a, not yeah. as much of a partier. Yeah. yeah. But they have a great friendship. Yeah. Because they connect deeper than just, you know, just in that party environment. Or the, or, or Did you think I was a non-partier? Do you feel like you're a non-party now? Uh, I'm not a non-partier. I just don't – like, my priorities are different. Yeah. I would still love to go to Coachella. Yeah. I would still love to do that. <laughs> like, I would still have a lot of fun there. But at the same time – That's a bit I've, different. I feel like that's an experience. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, when you went to um, – Like a festival almost every weekend or, like, uh, clubs like all, all the time. And not even club. More like um, a, a festival. Not that Australian – because I think Coachella is, like, a large experience. Yeah. But more just like – Like a, Beyond the Valley. Yeah, that. No, the great festival, great, yeah, yeah. greatly organized. But see, but I had me. a lot of friends, a lot of fun there because I was surrounded by a lot of good friends, and I loved a lot of the. Like, sure, yeah. if I went to a music festival and I didn't know the acts, I don't. Hard. I would not have yeah. a lot of fun there. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed the music, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but 
You like me time more, I reckon. I do. No, this I is, do. I don't know if I'm, I'm – but I reckon you used to always like people around you and yeah. I needed me time. Not that you ever invaded my me time, <laughs> but me, I needed the me time. And so now it's been interesting watching you change in what you value. Think, yeah. Because I feel yeah. like you used to – like if we had a really busy week, you'd be like, no, nah, I'm going to this – Whatever yeah. it might be, but it's, I really felt, it's have because fun. a lot of the time. So it was like it was hard. Also, you didn't have a child, so yes, like be yes, like I have to wake different. up at five a.m. It was very. I think there was two things that drove that. There was a big part of me that just generally enjoyed it. Yeah, but then also I felt like I needed to, especially when I was full time modeling or when you know kick wasn't as you know what it is today and um I was really into meeting new people, networking, getting out there, and having a lot of fun. And so it was something that I felt like I needed to do. Even to stay relevant, to be completely frank. Um, Did but you feel that? Yeah, absolutely. That's so interesting. Absolutely. Is this why I had a failed career? Because no. <laughs> I was irrelevant. No. I was people in the library. <laughs> no, but it just, I don't know. It just did. And also just to keep those like I, I did really enjoy a lot of the friendships that I suppose were coincidental friendships through um do you still have them? through so the all industry those friendships that you had back few, then I have a few interesting but then but again like yeah the only really time I got to see them or catch up with them was at these events and stuff like that which I enjoyed mm. now you know does that mean that our friendships weren't like super deep and meaningful I don't I don't know but I had a lot of fun with them So like I wanted to see them, Um, you know, whereas now you're right. Like my priorities are totally different. (laughs) I prioritize sleep and recharge like mode, which is me time so much. And yes, it's because I have Harvey. I've said this actually to a few friends of mine. I genuinely do not get FOMO anymore because I love spending time with Harvey so much. Like it's, I, I mean, that's not to say that I would spend 100% of my time with him every single day of the rest of my life and be, you know, the happiest person on earth because I, you need time to yourself. You need time with your girlfriends. You need time to get out. But I just don't – yeah, I don't really feel like I'm missing out. I feel like – I felt I that like they're missing out. You, 100%. <laughs> and I mean, it may be more so since you've been – also when you're pregnant as well, obviously, because mm. mm. that was uncomfortable probably to – But COVID taught me that. Yes. COVID yes. because those things – that change in you yeah. I, I've seen has yeah. been since – because for me, if I say people at a festival, I do not have FOMO, I say, oh, thank goodness I didn't go mm. to that. I'd be, mm. I'd be in big strife mm. in my head right now. Well, COVID because none of that stuff was happening, yeah. I realised I didn't miss it so much. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? Going to the odd thing, that'll be fun. And it'll be really good to catch up with those people. It'll be really good to have a dance and just have some fun and listen to live music. Still enjoy it. But I didn't crave crave it all the time like I used to because I I had a good break and I realised it, yeah, it wasn't necessarily something that I was super passionate about anymore. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I did. I have noticed this. And even, I mean, with your old sunglass business, which mm. now you're not a part of anymore, mm. obviously a big part of that was events, festival things. Yeah. And I used to always feel so guilty if, like, I had to leave early <laughs> or, like, I didn't come to that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but isn't that it's so funny yeah. how, like, the – yeah, like, we change. Mm. And what about now? If you, if you were going to have your dream night – so you, Harvey might be away or something. Okay. Like he's not – you're yeah. not missing out on time with him. You spend a lot of time with him. Yeah. You've got a Saturday night. Yeah. He's with you staying somewhere else so you don't have an alarm clock. Yeah. What would be your dream night? Okay, dream night. Josh and I would go out for dinner with maybe a couple of friends, have some wine, enjoy ourselves, and then either go back home and just be alone and watch a movie together – and not worry about the time because Harvey's getting a sitter for the next morning. That would be a bloody dream. Um, yeah, that's probably – honestly, that's my dream night. Same. Yeah. Except – sorry, Dalton, mine's with you and Mina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some Gildan. But that's – isn't yeah. it? It's just so funny how, how yeah. we change. And that's yeah. okay. I think that's – and yeah. that's ex- I think that's a good example of how we've been through stages mm. in life mm. that we've, we've kind of come out of – I probably went through the parties – actually – I probably didn't last as long. I went through the past stage hard, like though. really hard from 18 to yeah. 19 and then I was like, I oh, yeah. this is not for me anymore. Um, but you've now come out of that. Yeah. But yeah. some people say there's nothing wrong if you're still in it. It's fine, yeah. but it's just like you don't need to feel like you have to, no. to make other people happy. I've got, you know, very, very close friends in my life who are still very much into the party scene. Does that mean that I don't hang out with them anymore? No. We just have our time and we do different things. I don't have to go partying with them because it's not the only thing they do in life. But yeah, I guess your friendship was more, yeah, more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So now for you okay. with Mum Life. Yes. I hope that answered your question. Yeah. I feel like we, we really went on a tangent there, but I think it was a really good element of this conversation. Yeah. So now for your you. So you are navigating Mum Life. Yes. You've had Harvey early. How many friends do you, in your um, friendship group before you were pregnant, mm-hmm. how many of your friends have had babies? None. Okay, yes. Yeah. So how has that been? Because you're obviously at a different stage to a lot of your friends, like yeah. including me, who you yeah. spend a lot of time with. Yeah. Um, and I'll be like, I've had no sleep. <laughs> and, and then I'm like, oh, I've had stop seven feeling hours. Guilty for that. You <laughs> really have like, to stop oh feeling God, guilty You've had for one that. hour. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been challenging. It's, I think we are very fortunate in the friendships that we do have. They are, regardless of whether they can relate or not, incredibly supportive. So I suppose I've got to start there because I would see this being extremely hard for people who are the first of their group of friends and they might not necessarily have that deep connection with their friends where that support stays. Um, So I do feel for those people because it is a really hard time to navigate. Um, And I think what's been interesting is the friendships that have formed also. I think there's just something about parenthood that regard like whether it's you know an acquaintance of mine that I'd met before or just had a few conversations before or an old friend that I'm reconnecting with because there's this strong thing that we can relate on there's just something about it that really bonds you and you know I've made some really gorgeous friends through the process and it does really really help um, to have other people to talk to about what you're going through it really really does but it's also really, really important to us to continue to nurture the friendships that, you know, can't relate. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, we've been really lucky that all our friends are super supportive and, you know, it's it's not always easy. Like it's, it's hard for them to – like we're not expecting people to think – of us and put like, you know, put themselves in our shoes and like whenever they're making an event, it has to be, you know, before 6.30 p.m. or after, eight, you right know. now at your, your stage right now yeah. is Harvey goes to bed at 6.30 yep. and you he needs to go to bed at 6.30. So you can't, unless you have your mum looking after or Josh's mum or someone we can't helping, leave. you can't leave the house. Yeah. 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 So it's really like it's either going to be later and then it's just – you know what? It can be done. It just, we need time. And a lot of the, you know, fun things about our friendship group is that there is a lot of spontaneous get togethers like, oh, we're heading to the pub tonight to it's Friday night. We're going to have a Palmer. Who wants to join? That's really hard for us to join now. Um, and it either means that one of us misses out or we both miss out. Um, and yeah, so th- those kind of things can be hard. And also I think just in general, feeling like, you know, in the middle of the day when you really want to kind of vent and connect with someone, um, you know, it does have to be someone that can relate a little bit more because you just don't feel – you feel you feel the support from someone. Like if I – you know, I'm talking to you, for example, I feel the support. I feel like you listen, you're engaged. But you even say, like, I, I can't relate. I yeah. don't know what to say to help you right now, but you're doing great. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that that's sometimes needed as well. But – I think there is that I just wish that like I was going through this with someone that was like my, you know, my sister, like someone that I, you know. So, yeah, it has its challenges, but I think the most important thing is and it's a two-way street as well. Like we also have to make a lot of effort with our friends. Um and remember that a big part of us is just us or us with our friends or us still going to a festival or us going out for dinner outside of parenting like we need to kind of still be connected to our older selves as well um to continue to nurture those friendships so it's a it's a two-way street Mm -hmm. but it does take a lot of communication it takes um you know we have to be really open with them and we also just have to be flexible which isn't always easy yeah, that is hard. But how have you found it? Has it, ha- has it been interesting? Because I know you've had a couple of friends who have had kids. But like me, being someone you talk to, I'm not going to be like, me, I'm your best friend. Um, <laughs> no, but if you but, ever at work are like my friend Laura, I'm like, I'm oh, a best friend to Laura. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so, you know, obviously you speak to almost all day, every day. What's this kind of transition in our friendship like been like for you? Good question. I think for me, I suit – we were talking about this yesterday. I think I suit you now 
but not that we sorry we've Mum been fantastic friends for yeah, a very yeah. long time so yeah. like our friendship is still yeah. just as strong it's not stronger because yeah. you've had a baby but it was it's just as strong yeah or get stronger every day is that what you're writing cards like dear Steph our friendship gets stronger every day sure <laughs> love Laura anyway um so I think for us so I think so me I think I suit my lifestyle is already like I – because I'm so structured and I'm yeah. so routine. Yeah. And I don't like partying mm. very – like I would love to go out for dinner mm. with my close friends and connect, but being in a nightclub or somewhere where there's people I don't know, I think also because we've just got so busy with kick. Yeah. The time that we get – you know, we might have for some you, people it works to work real hard and party hard on yeah, the weekend. I'm the opposite. Yeah, we're I'm the exactly opposite. the opposite. Yeah, yeah. And I know that if I party really hard on the weekend, then on Monday I'm not going to be able to deliver yeah. what I need to, and I'll be really angry at myself. And then also, I am so tired. That then on a on a Friday, like it's so funny. I used to, and I think it's I've always kind of been this way. But for me, on a Friday to go to an event with people that I don't know, <laughs> all I can think of is like I want to spend quality time with with you know my close five or ten yeah. people in my life. Yeah. And that's where I get value and feel like find joy, I suppose. And so I think I already, obviously I don't have to stay home at 6.30 mm. at night, I'm, mm. you know, except for the dogs, mm. which I feel like also we're really over the top with our dogs. So we <laughs> kind of rule our lives anyway. So I think that way it hasn't made, because I think for Dole and I to come over to your house on a Saturday yeah. night, like we So like it hasn't that. been inconvenient. No. Oh my God, absolutely not. We live 10 minutes around the corner. Like I, I love a night in. I'm not like, oh my God, I wish Seth still invited me to festivals. <laughs> Like I've, I have to say, I haven't said that. <laughs> but if you still did, I would have come to support you. <laughs> uh. um, I think so. I think it hasn't made any. I think it's affected a little bit the way we work together, but we've we just we've never done it before. Yeah. So it's like we're navigating it, we're working yeah. through it. Yeah. Um, and I think that probably would have been harder on you than it was on me mm. in your limbo period. Not li- as in like when you because you came back very early. And when you were kind of, as you said, half in, but not fully yeah, in because no you, structure. Yeah, the Just structure. And I'm super structured. Yeah. So I think for me, I probably felt more stressed about not this, not you no. stressing me out, but I was putting myself in your shoes and I'm like, I, I can't work without structure. And I was like, I don't know how to do with this. I don't know how to help right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was more of that. But no, friendship wise, absolutely not. And I just, the only thing that sometimes I'm sad is that like if we can't get to your house for an early dinner and I don't get to see Harvey. Harvey and I'm like, I'm still really excited to see you, but like Harvey. <laughs> and you don't feel that, there's like any because I know you've spoken openly about this that you're you as a couple are not ready to start trying, yes. um, and you don't feel like it's I don't know um, pressuring you into thinking that you should. No, I have to. I've already told you this. It makes me not. <laughs> <laughs> I love Harvey, and I. But love, you can hand him back. I love your life, but I also um, I I'm not ready. I think yeah. we've realised that we're not ready because I think that the sacrifices that I've seen you yeah. have to make, I'm yeah. not ready and willing to make them. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Well, I'm happy I'm to be. I'm happy I was your guinea pig. <laughs> but also, I see you. I think seeing you in moments of. And also, I don't know because I haven't had a child to feel yeah. the connection or whatever yeah, yeah. it might be. But sometimes the things that, you know, we might have had a really big week and it's been really stressful yeah. and that you haven't had a lot of sleep and there's a lot going on. And then the fact that you're still excited to go home or like you still want to get up at 5 a.m. and like spend time with Harvey. Like, I just, I'm, I don't know if I, I'm not as maternal in that I just, I don't feel that. Like, yeah. I would be like, oh my God, I can't deal with this and I'm overwhelmed. So, yeah, I think I, I think it's it, you amazing, and you're you're. I look at you, and I'm like, you are born to do this. <laughs> Obviously, you're so much more than just being a mum, but not just being mum. You're so much more than being a mum. Yeah. You have, are so many other steps, but you are such a great mum. And I'm like, oh, I don't have these. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Right but you're now. just not ready to do but it. You right love now. it, and you like when you talk to me about your sleep deprivation and like Harvey like threw the dinner on the floor. Like you're actually still happy, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm being so mad. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are mad. I'm, there is moments of pure frustration and, you know, a very short temper and I, I'm mad or I'm, I'm confused and it's upsetting. But there's just – there's so much more good that it just mm. doesn't matter. I don't know how to explain it. But anyway, no, that's good. I was just – I just wanted to ask because I, you know, I don't know. I would hope that you can just, like, feel incredibly – comfortable and supported to just continue down the path that you want to 
Yeah, absolutely. You've really kept me on that path. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll keep absolutely. sharing the real story. <laughs> absolutely. So <laughs> with that as well, I think another thing we wanted to touch on was navigating stages of life where more so the opposite where you have just say you're in a friendship group and a lot of you are pregnant or have had kids and you have people in your friendship group that are really struggling Mm. to get pregnant because obviously infertility is so sadly so common miscarriage it's one in five so one in four miscarriage four so 20 25 percent um of pregnancies miscarriage there's so much i suppose just pregnancy is so beautiful but there's also there's so, many so much hardship and there's so much absolutely. more it's so much harder than just you know we're going to start trying this month i'm going to get pregnant mm-hmm, absolutely mm-hmm. not we've covered a lot on the podcast about that there's lots of episodes um, especially with dr bronwyn so if you do want to listen more about that we have covered it but i wanted to ask you what well, how do you feel about you know friends who have babies but the other friends are trying and they don't want to talk about it in front of them because I think that's another time that you're navigating two different stages 100%. and it would be really hard because you might want to talk to people about your baby but you probably feel guilty and then that person yep. wants to be included but also it would be really hard. Yeah. I mean, I so actually Nick who has been on this podcast, um, Nick, she is a member at Geek. She's just our beautiful a member PR. Of member of the team <laughs> is what I meant to say. Not a member. Sorry. Nick is our PR and comms and she is just an angel of a person. We absolutely love Nick. And she has opened up about her miscarriage, um, her journey through miscarriages on this podcast. And I actually had a conversation with her after that podcast because I really wanted to clear the air with something that had been bothering me. And it was exactly that. I wanted to make sure that I had never upset her in a way or triggered her in a way because I do speak so openly about Harvey and what's going on and I said to her I want you to bluntly tell me when to shut up or like if something's not appropriate or something's not right because I cannot relate to you I don't know what it would be like to be in your shoes I don't know what the right thing to say is and I mean obviously I learned a lot in that podcast chat with her and in the things that she would suggest yes podcast which is still you can still find it on the same yeah which she would suggest not saying to someone that you know has gone through a miscarriage and then things that you know would help but yeah just in general just talking openly about being a mum you know I am very conscious of that but Nick was I, I feel like um I mean she was really beautiful and said that no it's never don't worry about it. I think it's beautiful. We've got a, I've got a lot of friends who have their kids and everything. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's it's definitely on my mind to be conscious when I'm speaking about it. But to be completely honest, out of my close knit friendship group, um, there's a couple of people who aren't trying, but they're also not not trying. Like they're like open to the idea and just being really like flexible. But there isn't anyone that's opened up to me about trying. So I don't know if any of my friends are trying and I would really hope that if any of my friends are trying and they are struggling with infertility or whatever it is, if they wanted to talk to someone about it or I I would want them to feel comfortable to talk to me about it without them feeling like it would make me feel awkward because it's just something that I would hate to put Mm -hmm. onto them if that makes sense. So yeah, I think I'm cautious of it. It's in the back of my mind for sure, but it's a really hard thing to navigate. And I think for me, because it's not something that I have navigated, but in listening to people speak and in speaking to the, our wonderful Nicole mm. and then also Lee Campbell, she's spoken a lot mm. about infertility and, and the journey and she has a, a beautiful son, um, but she's also tried for a second child and even when she was trying for her first child, she spoke about how, and I hope this is where I read it, I'm quite sure it was Lee who was speaking about it, but it was around its with mother's groups, you know, in the WhatsApp chat, if you've mm-hmm. got a group of 10 people and you're sending photos of your baby, like that can be really hard mm-hmm. for the person mm-hmm. that can't have a child Absolutely. or is struggling to have a child and conceive. But, or if you're, and then your friends might think, oh, I feel bad. We'll just go out for lunch or dinner with the people who have kids. And not invite them. And not invite. I think mm-hmm. what I have, the what I read from that and the key takeaway was still invite them and if they say no that's okay yeah. but give them the choice I think yeah. that's something we Absolutely. often it's even it's around any kind of grievance or yeah. sometimes Absolutely. you think I just want to avoid it because I feel bad yeah but I think it's really important to not take that power away from that person if they don't want to come that's okay don't make them come but give them the choice yeah absolutely and then 
university work. So more work, study work, social life. Yeah, I, yeah. Guilt. So I think that's something with navigating stages of life, that's something I probably have struggled with 100%. You have had a lot on your plate over the last 10 years when it comes to both uni and work. It has been 10 years. It has been been 10 years. (laughs) We're getting older. Um, But yeah, I mean, how did you navigate a lot of your friendships? Because I'm sure in that time, because not everyone goes to uni for 10 years, some of your friends might have finished uni, gone into a career, you know, gone overseas, you know, all that sort of stuff while you were studying and while you were working on kick. How have you navigated still kind of blossoming a lot of those friendships? That's not me because I work with yeah. you, so that's easy. <laughs> we got awarded every day. <laughs> but your friendships, like, outside of me. <laughs> she no, does have friends. <laughs> good question. Uh, no, so for me, I think – Uni and well, I think for it's probably been in the past two years that it's mm. been the hardest. It obviously managing uni and work was hard and I had to set – I think it's all about setting boundaries yeah. and just being – making a conscious – and I've spoken about this a lot. You're making a conscious choice yeah. to prioritise study and work and if you're going to try and do two – well, I was studying part-time, but a part-time thing and a full-time thing, which you're not meant to put together, it's meant to be full-time <laughs> yeah. or two part-times, yeah. you, something has to give. Yeah. So you have to be really open with yourself. I am choosing to commit to this because this is important to me because whatever it might be, that's how you're going to get through it. If you have no why, then it's really hard to you know have to say no all the time. Um, and then being open with, with your friends about it. It's yeah. really, really important. And then I think in the past two years – Obviously, with what we do at Kick, I have lo- like all my friends obviously work, and some of them have really demanding jobs, which I absolutely relate to. But then some might do nine to five or whatever it might be. And I think with Kick, because Kick for us is our, it consumes our whole yeah. life almost, or pretty much. We're not it switched does. off. It's all the time. Yeah. And so I think that's hard because sometimes I, you know, it is hard having that. Oh, I, I, then I just, I get this thing in my head. I'm like, does everyone think I'm this like workaholic, workaholic mm. shit? sorry person that has really bad values because all I care about is work and it's not because I think we're so purpose-driven in what we do and I get so much connection and and value out of what we do and we also have really big goals for the next kind of five years and I know that we're not going to get there if we just do half like we have to be you know all in which is really important but I think it is something that is always in the back of my mind like do people think that I'm this like person that has no balance? Mm. And but I think it's important to for me to know no, this is why I'm doing this. I've committed to this. I can't expect, you know, what we're working towards yeah. if, you know, if we're not gonna put it all in. Um, but I think it's just it's just being open with, yeah. with your friends about it. It's so important. And some of them, like I have probably lost friends that yeah. I have just haven't been able to catch up with. We might live an hour and a half away from each other. Yeah. We work completely different things and yeah. hours and whatever and it just doesn't work and that that's okay yeah if it ever becomes too hard it's probably absolutely it's okay to to let go yeah um and as you said you don't need to have 20 friendships you just you need to have some really good ones but then i've got friends that live an hour away and we have totally different worlds and, and yeah. lives and another one steph who has just had a baby as well yeah. and we still make the effort to see each other and we don't see each other every week no. but when we do it's really great yeah exactly right and i think it's it's that it's a testament to your truest friends who understand that even though they might not be prioritizing work in the same way that you do or for the same amount of hours or days in the week that you do um it doesn't mean that you can't be friends anymore and they support you for through that Mm. because they know that that's really important to you Mm. just as you would to them if you had a friend that was a full-time mom and she didn't have any interest in going back to work that would not mean that you even though you couldn't relate to that because you love your job you would not lose friendship with them if they were someone that you were really, really close with and really wanted to, you know, nurture that friendship. I agree. Mm. And now with letting go of friendship. So we've kind of touched on this. And one thing that I think people do feel a lot is this fear that if you're evolve, they evolve, you move away, as we've discussed, interests change, we go on different paths. And it can be super confronting Mm. when a friend from – High, like high school or primary school was your best friend and then you don't have anything in common anymore and it's like you're just holding on to this friendship because you feel like you, had you good have known together. them for so long yeah. and you can't let go yeah. and it's this fear that like what will happen if you do it's in, we, we actually touched on this the other day in the office together because I, I remembered feeling this way with some of my high school friends and I think again it shows there's like the true testament to the ones that really matter because I have these two girlfriends from high school that I have known for 
since you're seven and I've been very close to them since you're seven. And I don't know why I'm just not mentioning their names. Their name is Martha and Alana and they're two of my best mates. <laughs> um, Martha ordered the merch I know, the other day. Lo- love them. Um, they are a great example of, you know, two friends that we have different interests. We have different – we've gone down different paths – but they have stayed so supportive in everything that I do and, and, and vice versa. I love knowing what they're up to. And when we do catch up, it is more than just reminiscing on the past. I think when you are catching up with someone and every time you have a good time, it is only because you're having conversations over what happened like 10 years ago. That's nice. Like that's nice to do and it's nice to reflect. It's nice to catch up with an old friend and, you know, that's fun. But when, it, when we're talking about like the quality of friendship and, you know, people you really want to invest your time in, I think it does say something when that is the only time that you feel joy with them. If you can't actually talk about what's happening currently in your life and support one another in what's happening then and in the future, you know, maybe it's time to like, spend a your little less time still with them and well. more with, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a great, uh, it's a great point. And then oh, I, and for example, <laughs> just because no, I brought Martha and Lana oh God, up, no, I want to make sure. your friends that you have held on yes, to. Yes, yes. Because when you catch up, you do not just reminisce. No, we are all about celebrating <laughs> where we're all going. Just wanted to clear the air. And I think another great, great point with that is when we were speaking about this, Cam, who's another fantastic yeah. person from our geek team, he made a really great point that when, for him, he thinks that this is something that, is present a lot of people think about it but he then brought up that you know with some friends you might fade away but I think the fear is that you'll never get never come back to them but there's actually a possibility that you might actually come back to them at some point Mm -hmm. it might be five years later you might you know go to school together and then go off and do your own thing one go to uni one I don't know start working straight away and then you might have like come back together in five years and so I think it's important to remember that friendships aren't if you have faded away, like obviously you can't maintain every single connection no. you've ever made in your life because you we don't, don't have, have enough time, time in the day, in the week, exactly. in the year. hundred <laughs> percent. But what you can, what you can know, and I feel like it's nice to have some comfort in knowing that you know you might you might reconnect, and you never know. And it's not like that person's going anywhere, but they might come back into your life, and, and they might not. And if they do, it'll be for a reason, and because there's a, there is a friendship there. I also think that more often than not, they're probably feeling the same way. You know, obviously there is going to be some circumstances where it is it is a little tougher because one of you is holding on a little stronger. But I think more often than not, it's in our heads that it's going to be this like terrible breakup. But really, you're probably both thinking the same thing and you might it, – it'll just gradually happen. It'll You'll both just gradually stop kind of checking in. You'll bo- go, both stop like catching up and it'll just kind of fade. That So many of my friendships has happened that way and – it's been great because it, there was nothing, you know, I dislike about that person. There was nothing that, well, I hope there was nothing they disliked about me. It wasn't something like that that like <laughs> broke up our friendship. It was just different interests and different priorities and just time. And as you said, that means that one day down the track we might cross paths again and that could be really beautiful or it could just be a day to reminisce and that's it. Um, and that's okay. I think that, I think when we think about losing friends, it's like we think of it like losing a romantic relationship where you have to break up with them. You don't always have to break up with them. You can literally just ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, we've spoken about ghosting. Yeah. We are definitely a, like we're go- I'm a ghoster. Yeah. I'm more of a ghoster than you. Because you avoid the – You're more – I'm, I'm happy front. to be upfront if, yeah. if I feel like it needs – as in, like, if there's something to say. But if it's just that we've I can't, I'm lost like, interest I, yeah. or whatever, if I, they've done something I wrong, to, I will – I used to – maybe when I was 18, if someone really annoyed me, I'd be like, I, not annoyed me, but if something happened, I'd be like, really I don't want to talk you. behind their back. I would like to tell – like, yeah. speak to them about this and yeah. say, why you've hurt me and why we're not going to be friends anymore. Yeah. And now I would prefer to yeah. slowly ghost away. Yeah, so that is <laughs> – yeah, fair. Because, do you know why? Because the friendships where I slowly go yeah. away from are the ones that I know, they don't matter to me. Yeah. I don't feel like I have to prove to no, them why exactly. we're not friends anymore. Mm-hmm. I just like, you know what? I don't want to spend my time on this anymore. Yeah. Also, I hope just listening, if anyone's listening and thinking like, is Laura just ghosting everyone? <laughs> no, I don't. I have like, <laughs> like a ghoster. <laughs> just if something happens and it's more so when my values aren't aligned and yeah. I someone does something and I'm like, if it's my core core values if it's strongly against my core values I um 
that's when I'm like, I don't know if I am aligned with you yeah. anymore. And yeah. that's when I usually am like, well, you don't need to have that conversation. It's not like you need to go, Hey, Jessica, I'm not aligned with your core values. Yes. And so I'm going <laughs> to exactly. not see you Better anymore. Better <laughs> Unless they come back and say, why are you? But yeah, usually okay, yeah. you're right. They know yeah. that you guys aren't aligned anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I think as well, just to finish on, you might have more things to finish up. No. If you want. After this, you can finish up too. But I think one thing that brings me a lot of comfort in thinking about friendships is that if we had exactly the same friends as we did when we were 5, 10, 11, whatever, primary school, high school, it would sh- mean that we have not grown as people at all mm. since that time. Because I think one of the biggest reasons that friendships break up and new people come into your life is because of growth and, you know, your values change. Mm-hmm your purpose change what fulfills you changes and that is okay and I think yeah. it's pretty cool yeah I mean and the I people don't think around anyone you would want to not change and motivate you and absolutely you're I not going to be like I want to be the same person I was when I was 17 no. you know maybe you will be part of it. that's still in us but we're an evolved grown yeah. human and we just continue to grow and so do our relationships so you know what I don't want to finish with anything else but that just, <laughs> that was gold <laughs> Well, uh, thank you for listening. And also, thank you to everyone that bought the merch. Yeah, thank that you went so on much, sale. guys. We, I haven't literally, unless it's in the washing machine, I haven't taken it off. It just makes me really happy because yeah. I like the quotes. I just look at them and they make me happy and I like the colours. And if you missed out, there is going to be more coming. Um, but, yeah, we cannot tell you any more about it for now, but it is coming and that is all I'll say. But if again, you want it. thank you for the support. We're not just putting stuff out there for no reason. What? <laughs> you want it? Uh, and what else did I have to say? Also, big, big well done to us for getting okay. through this episode at this time. Oh, okay. And not having a meltdown eight times. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I know it's our job. Wait, we promised last but week we that we would be back, back on the from ball. Eight meltdowns, and yeah. we had to cut some meltdowns because they were like too much. Yeah, last week's <laughs> podcast was a lull to edit, so uh, we're so back. Yeah. So, if you would like to try Keep It Cleaner, you can. We have got a seven day free trial, and you can download the app on the App Store, and you can also sign up via our website at www.keepitcleaner.com. You can also keep up to date with us on Instagram. I feel like I'm recording a. You can always uh, like the an end, infomercial, an infomercial. Like keep up happen? to date with all things happening in Dalesford. Oh, I just always go back to postcards when you're on postcards. Oh, I wasn't even on it. Uh, it's a great show, by the way. <laughs> if you'd like to follow us, I should get back on it. Um, we just said that we were on the ball, Aussie. No, I know, but Pick I just have up. something to say. I was going to return to remember the campaign I did to grow your followers. Uh, so at Sam Glassman. <laughs> at Kevin Cleaner and I am at Laura.Henshaw. We're also on TikTok trying. Trying. Every time I put effort, it's a flop. So (laughs) continue to try. Uh, But lovely to be in your ears and we'll be in your ears next week. Steph is looking at me like, if you don't end this outro right now, I'm going to turn the machine off. So goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs)